Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I want to share some notes from a call I just had with a level three athlete where I do monthly Zooms with them that I really enjoy. There's a couple handfuls of people that I work with that, you know, I'm very fortunate to have just really smart, engaging, ambitious, hardworking athletes that I like how they verbalize things so much that sometimes I've considered asking them to record these, but at the same time, I don't want to, number one, have them have the mindset of, if I tell him something, it's going to end up on a Zoom call with my face and my name. And so I've decided not to ask them that. But what I think I might do is, you know, I keep Google Docs of all of our conversations as I'm taking notes, I might just spit them back to you guys because there's so many good things that they talk about that might help you get faster, stronger, recover better. And so this athlete has been doing a huge training block, getting ready for some spring races and lives in Europe. And a couple of the highlights that I really enjoyed was him talking about having a better focus of keeping his carbs coming in on the bike rather than just thinking of eating every 30 minutes. He's gone to a little bit more carb in a bottle, which then allows him, he's naturally drinking, to continually keep the flow of carbs coming in. While I don't think it's a necessary must-do thing, I do think it's a good idea. Like I usually, I'm drinking about 50 grams of carbs in my bottle per hour, and then I like eating the, drinking the maple syrup. But it's you know carbs from the bottle, then I do the syrup, then it's the bottle, and it's kind of back and forth to get my 120 grams an hour. So I don't like having 100 grams in a bottle. It just doesn't work well for me. But I think that the underlying goal is keep the carbs coming in you don't have to blast yourself every 30 minutes with like a bar and the drink at the same time and then 30 minutes later just i don't know worth experimenting with and he's done a well you know let's keep on this thread he was talking about trying to fuel better just in life in general and One of the points that he pointed out was, you know, you read articles and I think I have to go back to an old blog that I had posted that, you know, even talks about this. Hey, if you're going on a two hour ride, 
you have enough carbohydrate within your body if you're eating properly to get the workout done. That is actually true. However, that then means that you are possibly almost empty. This is going to be very individualized, but you're going to deplete a lot of your glycogen on that ride. There's no real point in doing that in my mind if you are training the next day. Now, I think the thing we have to remember is articles and things that say that they are correct. You do have enough to get through that workout, but there's no such thing as like fresh glycogen. Like, oh, I depleted my glycogen and got fresh stores of it. You're going to deplete your glycogen stores on long rides, on really hard rides at a race. Why would you need to do that during an endurance ride? Why not stay topped off? So that's one less thing that your body has to restore and repair. You know, I think that you still want to eat carbs. I don't think you do want to eat carbs on these two-hour endurance rides. You don't have to go crazy with it, but I still shoot for, you know, I'm a bigger guy. So, you know, because of the watts that a bigger body puts out, I could burn 900 to 1,000 calories, kilojoules in an hour. So that's 2,000 in two hours. You know, I'm almost, it's a lot of burning. I'm still gonna almost eat 90 grams of carbs. I'm still gonna be calorie deficient from that ride. So keep the glycogen topped off. I think it's a good idea. And, you know, I don't real I don't promote intermittent fasting or fat adaptation rides. You're still burning fat on those rides. I I think that has been a buzz of, over the past couple of years, as Stephen Bassett talked about in our podcast. I don't think you need to worry about that. Now, recovery. He had made a really good comment about being on top of the foam rolling. He had had some real tightness and burning in his quads. And when he did a foam roll where you lay on the foam roller and roll side to side on your quad to get the fascia kind of detached a little bit, he was like, wow, that is really sore. And I think I made this in another podcast talking about when I first did that, an athlete showed me this video and I was amazed at how tight my quads were. When we do the little things, we ride better, we feel better. But then when we're better, we stop doing the little things. And that's what he said. He said, I'm trying to continue doing these while I still feel good. I am so guilty of that. When I get over an injury or I get, you know, something's a little tight, I get it all loosened up. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I just ride. That's stupid. That's not the way to do it. So this athlete made the comment, I'm trying to take time to sit and check in with myself for 10 minutes, just using the massage stick, feeling around, taking an assessment of my body. I thought that was really, really good. And then we started talking about just life feelings, you know, training for him inside. There was a lot of indoor training this year being in Europe where he lives around these huge mountains, the weather comes and goes. And While there are alpine sunny days, just putting in the work inside can get dull. And especially now we're starting to see some signs of spring. It it can just, things can get a little gloomy. And don't be hard on yourself if you're starting to feel a little blah. Keep thinking that spring will be here. Keep trying to put in that work. And maybe you need to take a couple days away from intervals or something, but the way we looked at it was he had just gotten in the hamster wheel of waking up early, getting it. He like, kudos to this dude, gets up early, gets the workout done at 530 because that's when he can do it. Goes to work, works, 
comes home, is with his wife, makes food for the next day, goes to sleep, and repeats it. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I love two days off the bike during the week because I can't do that five days a week. It just doesn't vibe with me. When I was in Rochester, I was doing in upstate New York, for those that don't don't know where Rochester is, I was doing my training at, I couldn't, the hospital, you had to be there early. So I would get up, I would go to work, do the workout at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m., eat dinner, go to bed, get back up super early. I was a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday guy, you know, Monday and Friday, I just needed off mentally. And I would just pray that I could get outside on the weekends. So I think one thing to be cognizant of is the hamster wheel of life. This, you know, everybody's busy. Everybody is busy. And it's hard to stay on top of the training when you're super busy and make sure it's fun because you want to be training, but you want to have fun. I recently hit a little bit of a wall with going to the gym. I went the other day when I was in Florida still and I was driving there and I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I'm actually shifting a little bit to some more home gym workouts for a little bit. I just, I just need some more, I'm trying to get some more hours in my day and I don't want to sacrifice the bike time and I don't want to sacrifice the strength gains that I think are important for riding well. But I've got a good home circuit that I've posted before. I'm going to do that for a little bit and just get back in the flow of enjoying that because I want to enjoy the training. And everything can't be perfect. You know, the athlete I was talking to made a comment of, you know, I'm just figuring out new things that are helping me get better. And I said, that journey never ends. You know, it's 14 years. Am I 14 years into training? 2009 was my first race year and doing it. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, so this is my 14th year. Still finding ways to get better. I mean, that's what I'm talking about on this podcast, right? And then the last thing, life stress with your partners. One thing that I never do is I do not leave the house on a ride if I'm arguing with Chris about something. Um, I'm very fortunate that we have really good communication because we both can be upfront with how we feel. But before we... before when we first, you know, really were, you know, you start dating somebody, then you, you know, eventually let maybe live with somebody. Once you start getting into like this, like day to day relationship with somebody, you know, I would, if I had an argument, I would go ride that would ruin the first 90 minutes of the ride. And like your brain can go on some negative spirals. I think it's a really good idea. If you're having a tough time with your partner or spouse or whomever that's in your life, get that cleared up before you go work out it's going to feel better you know address the issue maybe you're wrong maybe you're both wrong maybe they're wrong but you don't need to shove that in their face sort that out so you're both in a good place because you want to go and have your mind free on that ride even if it's just an endurance ride have a positive mindset going into that i think it's really important and the last thing very briefly if you have to take a long break because of work it is what it is is it perfect no but you know what? A nice break is good. Embrace it. I've now that I've got this new bike case, I might be bringing my bike this year. But past couple of years, I've had to go five days without the bike. You know, I went to Roan Grown the week after, and the, I just exploded like three hours into the race. It is what it is. Was I disappointed? Yes, but that's life, right? It's never going to be perfect, and just do what you can do. Don't don't overthink it. So. This was a really good call. We're pumped. I'm excited for his spring races. He's got one in German called 
Cherry Blossom, a big race in Malta, and uh, spring's kicking off. So I hope these notes help you get stronger, get faster, recover better, and just get better as a person. Have a great day.